I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. If you happen to walk into a McDonald's to satisfy your burger cravings, I hope you don't mind taking our burgers without tomatoes, because chances are that there won't be any. Why you ask? Well, blame the surge in tomato prices in India for that. According to a Reuters report, New Delhi and Noida branches of McDonald's have said that leaving tomatoes out of their kitchen had been a tough call to make and a temporary decision, but their guidelines required them to do so. as cost effective prices won't buy them tomatoes good enough to pass their food quality standards now mcdonald's despite being a huge corporate can't seem to afford tomatoes so i'm sure you can guess how bad it is for the aam janta in india their kitchens depend so heavily on tomatoes and onions but the thing is tomatoes usually get a bit expensive around this time of the year but this year has seen an extraordinary 445% jump forbes reported that as of thursday last week Tomatoes were priced at rupees 110 per kilo in northern regions like Delhi. Elsewhere, Chennai recorded prices of rupees 117 per kilo, and Siliguri in West Bengal went even higher, selling tomatoes at 155 rupees per kilo. While according to the Quint, prices went up to a shocking 250 rupees per kg in Uttarakhand. At this rate, tomatoes may become very, very hard to digest. And the overall spike in prices seems to have also led to instances of theft. After all, tomatoes are so valuable right now. Hindustan Times, for instance, reported a case from Karnataka where tomatoes worth rupees one lakh fifty thousand were stolen from a farmer. In such absurd conditions, perhaps those memes that we've read about free iPhones with each kilo of tomato may just come true. But why are tomato prices shooting up like this? Well, erratic climate conditions certainly have been a major disruption for crops generally, not just tomatoes. Adverse weather conditions like soaring temperatures caused by the El Nino effect have destroyed the tomato crop yield this year, bringing the supply down and pulling the rates up high. Moreover, the tomato yield also became a target for pests because, as per ET, the drastic dip in tomato prices earlier in May, when it came down to around rupees three to five per kilo. that made farmers pretty wary of using insecticides and pesticides as the yield was not generating any revenue add to that the delayed monsoons and then the recent heavy spells of rains which have disrupted supply chains and existing yield and have also kept buyers at home as a vegetable seller from gazipur told the mint now the government is hoping that once the harvest from producing states begin to kick in the prices will cool down and it better because in india soaring vegetable prices have been known to bring down governments for the next few minutes you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology business policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought hi i'm shorbury and this is the deep dive for 10th july 2023 By now I think all of us have heard about PharmEasy's woes. This Mumbai-based health tech unicorn which offers services like delivering medicines as well as collecting samples for medical tests is going down. And here are some numbers to get you started. So in 2021 this health tech startup 
was valued at a staggering $5.6 billion, all thanks to the funding boom of 2021. At that time, FarmEasy bought its rival Medlife and crowned itself as India's largest e-pharmacy. But now the glory days are a distant memory. FarmEasy is worth less than $600 million now, a staggering 90% erosion in value. And that too in just two years. So what exactly happened at FarmEasy and where did it all go wrong? Now here is a story of debt, expensive acquisitions and an IPO, which never happened. But wait, wait, wait. Let's begin from the very start. So in 2015, five friends who lived in the same neighborhood of Mumbai decided to take a plunge into the business of pharma e-commerce. The company promised consumers hassle-free delivery of medicines at their doorsteps and slowly and steadily the business grew and expanded out of Mumbai. After getting a funding of $700 million during the funding boom of 2021, Farm Easy went on a shopping spree. As we said earlier, it bought its rival Medlife, but that was not all. It completed three other acquisitions that year, namely diagnostics platform ThyroCare, enterprise resource planning provider Mark, and medical supply chain business Acnamet. And these many acquisitions, of course, burned a massive hole in Farm Easy's pocket. As per business publication, The Cap Table, FarmEasy took a series of loans to finance these massive acquisitions. And these loans, taken from lenders such as Kotak Mahindra Bank, Aditya Birla Finance, Hero Corp, and others, came with an interest rate of 9% to 12.5%. As a result, by March 2022, API Holdings, which is the parent company of FarmEasy, had a massive debt of around rupees 2,431 crores with a debt-equity ratio of 34.62%. Now, that may seem like a huge amount for us, but it seems that leaders at FarmEasy were pretty confident that the huge loan that they've collected in the process will eventually vanish away once the startup goes public. In fact, when in November 2021, the startup filed its draft red herring prospectus with SEBI in preparation for an IPO, it had stated that the company would use $241 million out of the IPO proceeds to pay off its borrowings. Seemingly a clean and well-thought-out plan, right? Take loans to acquire profit-making smaller companies, which in turn will boost your revenue and ease up the logistics, then go public and use part of that money to finally get rid of the debt. But as the cap table points out, public market investors were not rewarding heavily loss-making startups regardless of their scale. And if I may point out, lately all internet-based startups, be it Paytm or Zomato or Nika, they have all had a flop debut in the public market. And probably their fate also scared away FarmEasy from going public. So now, if the IPO was out of question, what about those series of loans whose date of repayment was inching closer? August 2022 to be precise. Now at this point, another lender... Goldman Sachs came into the picture. And to repay its loans, FarmEasy obtained yet another loan of $285 million. This time though, at a lower interest rate than earlier, just 3%. But, but, there were some terms and conditions. FarmEasy was to raise an equity round worth around Rs. 1,000 crores by January 2023 in order to reassure Goldman Sachs that it had the ability to pay off its debt. 
But as you can see, we are in the seventh month of 2023 and that equity round has not happened yet. And that's a potential breach of contract. So now the company's massive debt is causing a down round. That is, FarmEasy is planning to raise funds at a valuation lower than its previous round. The Economic Times also reported last week that FarmEasy will raise rupees 2,400 crores through a right issue at a 90% discount to repay the loan that it took from Goldman Sachs. A right issue enables shareholders to buy additional shares. But when the issue is complete, India will have one less unicorn. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Share this podcast with your friends and family. We'd also love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot us an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. This episode was written and researched by Anoop and Sneha. Edited by Dinesh Narayanan. Produced by Manaswini. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are thesignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. 